well, I like birch and muesli for my breakfast with avocado. I'm like, well, this isn't for you, is it? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, the podcast for the feeding felter. Make sure you say uh, felter. <laughs> Make sure I say what? Felter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Al. Um, sporting. I've been sporting for the weekend. There you go. Sports Football. Day. National Sports Day ball. Um, yeah, so it's been a long weekend. Um, went to visit my brother in York. Uh, and That's went to went went to yeah, it kind of is drinking spot. Yeah. Um, went to a, a gig in York. That was great. A few like punk bands, nice. Um, and then went up to Edinburgh, and then went Ooh. to see a band called the Scarbabs, which was genius <laughs> name for a band. Yeah. Um, and to have give you, you an idea, seen... go on. Have you ever seen the band Catch It Kebabs? <laughs> no, but now I want to. Yeah, <laughs> they were great back in the day. Um, but to give you an idea of what kind of gig this was, it didn't start until one fifteen in the morning. Nice, Ooh. oh my, <laughs> which is great. Uh, yeah, and then it was sports ball, which was was very exciting. But I won't um, get into that on this podcast because that's not what it's about. But yeah, a yearly adventure to unnamed European cities to watch American football, which is about as <laughs> relevant as it gets but it was good edinburgh, <laughs> edinburgh this year um thoroughly enjoyed it brett went on a nice little cultural trip um inspired by your visit up up the hill and onto the mountain um yeah. the ob- observatory and stuff and it was just it's, cool fucking, it's a gorgeous city isn't it it's mad it you just walk around and there's just like literally every kind of alleyway you go down yeah. some huge marble like arch or beautiful yeah. building or castle or church or something and it just it just never ends so did, it's obviously a very a, wealthy place at one time did you do a tour of the uh undercity oh no but I, that, that's on that's on the list i remember you saying oh, that, wasn't it? yeah so fucking creepy i mean i did but it was just kebabs and scouts <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah the dark side of the city uh cool brett what about you well, uh, in the last week since last we chatted, um, I posted the railing video, which surprised me that it, you know, is pulling a bunch of views and, and new viewership in. Um, mostly because I remember even having the discussion with, with Jess of just going, this seems more DIY. Do you have any advice on how I could do this? Because it's more in line with what you and your brother do. Um bit of good advice from her and put the edit together and was kind of like, well, this will be a bit different. There's no skulls and no ship shop, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's been interesting though. It, people seem to really like it and it's, it's, that's been a bit invigorating. Uh, aside from that, I'm like, hopefully in the final throes of finding a live living slash workspace i have a really good potential one right now but in typical my life fashion uh it's a bit against the grain and i don't know i'm still waiting to hear back from the guy who (laughs) may or may not be a complete ghost in the ether who wants me to send him money i don't know we'll see (laughs) but i'm looking forward to it because if i do get this one specific space that i'm looking at it would be 
absolutely ideal. So crossing my fingers for that. Um, I got a lot of messages from folks about Al's American sports ball that he went on the adventures for because it happened to have been my hometown team that took home the bowl of supers, (laughs) which is neat. Uh, but it's always really funny because people were like, Hey, aren't you super excited? Which I'm admittedly not (laughs) super into sports ball. And I'm like, yes, I, I was born there, which I had no control over, but I appreciate that you think my team is, is my team. I just happened to be in a hospital six miles away. Um, it was neat though. Like home hometown pride is nice to see because Kansas city just feels like it's got not a hell of a lot going on. And so sports ball tends to take over the area and, and it's nice to, you know, other family members of mine that are into sports, uh, had a really rocking good time. So nice. lots of lots of nice. drunk people and text messages, which was good. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I've got a couple projects that I'm kind of batting around and still trying to play a bit of catch up, considering I don't really have my own uh, workspace and, and setup going on right now between like random emails and Patreon stuff. And I haven't posted anything on Instagram in forever, aside from stories, just because I feel like uh, there's nothing of note <laughs> or at least nothing worth posting about. So, yeah. Um, continuing, continuing the adventure though. I'm hoping things get solidified here within maybe by next podcast, we could be chatting about my new spot. Nice. Fingers yeah. to it. very much crossed. But Steve, um, you are, you as always seem to have a bit of stuff going on. What have you been doing? Uh, a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, uh, well, let's move along. <laughs> I have also not posted anything to Instagram in a very long time. Um, or anywhere else, to be fair. Uh, but uh, one of the few things I did post, or, well, I made for Instagram and Alex posted it, uh, was the Knife of the Month video. Um, it was good to get that up and, and done. Um, since then, we've done some more filming, some more exciting things that are coming up in a couple of months um uh and yeah we we've been doing um like this last week we've kind of been back on like we've stopped all the fun retooling and putting up shelves and shit like that and reorganizing the workshop and now we're at the point where it's like right okay we need to get back into production stuff so mm-hmm. i've i've been taking on a couple more uh of the products that we do including we do like a st- a textured stainless steel tip Oh, for fuck's sakes. Words! Oh <laughs> Textured stainless steel bowls, um, which are an absolute shit to make. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, fortunately for Joe, he's passed them over to me now. Um, so I have to deal with the bullshit that is texturing stainless steel. Um, so yeah, that was really good, though, because it meant that, you know, he was learning a new product, learning a new skill, learning a new technique and everything else um and uh yeah so that was good uh also we've um we've been getting ready for the first class of the season this weekend uh or this weekend coming um so that was good we're changing up how we're doing the classes again uh so this one is like uh a introduction to blacksmithing class but we're slightly tweaking it so it's a bit more focused on 
like the things that we do and and it's a bit more related to us as a business rather than it just being a generic um uh intro class um mm-hmm. so that's really good like trying to trying to come, come up with ways to make sure that actually everything that we make is going to be related to what we do so like uh whereas before it was like uh, a nail a hook a rake or whatever like now it's actually you know it's still starting with nails but we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can use the nails for doing plank fish and stuff like that um still doing a rake but it's because we do a lot of fire cooking um we're so still doing exactly the same things we're <laughs> we're designing and putting in some new uh skewers um using a different kind of stock uh so again like food related stuff um and uh doing a toasting fork as well so toasting fork we we kind of started doing last year but it just means that now actually everything is uh food and fire related so it's mm. um, it's good uh and yeah uh, on that um we've been having some a lot of ongoing discussions uh in the workshop and one of them is about uh, potential job role change for me and how that's going to affect where I sit within the business and everything else. And yeah, it's good. It's exciting. And I'm hopefully going to be able to talk a little bit more about it next month when Al um, finally confirms that I can say the things that I want to say already. Um, so yeah. A feature every week, we'll just have like Steve's cryptic corner. <laughs> there you go. Steve, yeah. what have you been up to this week? And then a little yeah. jingle, and then you just <laughs> dancing around whatever the actual subject is. Yeah, it, it's so much more frustrating for me than it is for you, trust me. Um, but uh, the other thing that I did, uh, following along the lines of Mr. Al, um, was I also had a sporty weekend, but I had a weekend with a sport where the ball is the same shape, but it's played very differently. Uh, because... It was um, opening weekend of the Six Nations, which for anybody outside of those Six Nations uh, is the second best um, rugby tournament in the world after the World Cup. Uh, and it was great because I had some friends over that I've not seen in a while. Uh, me and Jazz cooked a good meal. It was ridiculous because everyone turned up and all just stood around in the kitchen whilst I was cooking rather than using like the rest of the house and going and sitting down and chilling out. There was like six people in my kitchen, which anybody that's been <laughs> in my kitchen knows <laughs> the room for two had, people. Yeah. We've had four in there before and it just feels like you can't breathe. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was good fun. Uh, and then watched the game, which was abysmal. Um, <laughs> Well done, Red. You second best tournament. Um, but yeah, it was good, um, and it was really nice because it was it was getting to uh, to make some or to like cook food and make things for people other than just me and Jazz, and kind of getting to share that sort of thing, which was nice. It was very very nice. It was very nice. It's a weird one because, like, past few years, the the like tends to be the the, the first day of the Six Nations is the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I end up usually being in a European city, in a sporting uh, establishment that serves alcoholic beverages. And yeah, most of the people in there are there to watch the rugby, <laughs> <laughs> and there'd just be like a group of us in the corner in NFL shirts, like not getting excited by the rugby, and really <laughs> kind of like causing like factions to kind of kick off and like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've also got like I've got 
I've got half penny on the back of my um, NFL shirt. Oh, brilliant! So anytime Wales are playing, yeah, people are always like, "Oh, who's the half penny?" It's like, and there's just fuck it. There's there's more than one person on the planet with the same name. Go away. <laughs> Go That's away. That names work. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Yes. Uh. So, Brett, you were going to talk a little bit more about the oddity of... I was going to say the oddity of your video getting views. That's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the, the spike in views for a, a different uh, a different video. Yeah. Um, so it, it mostly comes down to my interest in, you know, I I'm just going to put videos up of whatever I'm working on because it's, it's fun to share those things. And we've had discussions about, you know, knowing your audience or playing to the room, but this one specifically interested me because, um, so much of what I did in the video is, are, are things that I learned working with Jim, you know, in terms of not only just the welding and getting better at welding over the last three years, but just, the lack of measuring, the lack of angle marking, any of that stuff and doing, you know, 95% of the project myself. Um, it was a, it was a big build for me, but nothing out outside of the realm of, of doability just because, um, you know, breaking it into a bunch of different rectangles and doing these little techniques that Jimmy had shot, had shown me over the last few years, it, it was neat to be able to share those things. And, you know, Jim even messaged me. He was like, Hey, that came out really great. I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. thanks, man. A lot of that came from learning from you. <laughs> you know, this, this sweet little moment of exchange. Um, and it, it's a bit prideful, you know, to look at it and go, you know what? I, I don't think I would have been able to even agree to that project a year ago. And then to put a video out on it where I'm talking to the camera a lot more, it's a little bit more tutorial driven. Um, it's it's different in the sense that not not my videos don't necessarily have like an ongoing theme but i don't interact with the camera that much or i'm typically not talking on camera unless it's to the skulls or somebody that's in the video with me mm. um and to have the reception of it be as big as it has been especially given that the last few videos have underperformed based on expectations I, you know, I wanted the puppet video to do well just cause it was fun to make a puppet, but there's new people commenting. There's new subscribers coming in. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying good job on the tips and tricks and things, which I, I got to give credit where credit is due to, to Jim for teaching me those stuff, uh, that stuff. But I'm, I'm intrigued by this idea of like, I wasn't playing to an audience. I didn't do anything different than I usually do aside from the, the, the build approach in general, but how do how is, how is a video like that going to bring in so much new viewership or all these new people that are like, Hey, I never heard of you before, but this was really cool. And nice railing. <laughs> nice, nice rail. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to get back into the kind of the the know your audience thing because I think we 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 talked about that, but I think there's something about definitely about expectations and and kind of what what your intention is, but also what the viewer's intention is. So like when you did the um, the animation one, and it was wasn't just Brett, you know, showing Brett making animation. It was you sitting there and narrating it almost. So the story then became like a literal story. 
I think that resonated with a lot of people because they were like, oh, it was really nice to see Brett kind of, you know, not, it wasn't a vlog format, but it was something a little bit different and it was something like you, you would be able to get across mm-hmm. your message in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so to the skill set and the, you know, laying out a job differently, marking stuff, actually measuring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's the same set of skills, but you're doing it in a different way. And I think it's just all about like, how things come out, how things are expected, who's viewing it, why they're viewing it. Um, like I'm the same as you guys. I've not really had a chance to to, to get anything out on Instagram lately. Um, but then uh, Kevin from Shark Attack nominated me in one of those like top seven favorite book things. Oh yeah, <clears throat> which I normally wouldn't bite at, but uh, like Kev's a legend, so I, I did. <laughs> um, and it's super interesting to see a the people interacting with what I'm putting up who normally wouldn't. So I'm getting messages and comments and like, you know, interaction from people who I normally wouldn't even think be looking at my feed. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, oh yeah, man, that's a great book. I've never read that book. That's super interesting. It's really helpful. Um, but then also seeing the different types of people liking different things. So I'm, I'm trying really fucking hard to not just post seven sci-fi books <laughs> or, or just seven Frank Miller graphic novels. Yeah. Um, but just seeing how different people react to the different types of book I'm putting. So like Calvin and Hobbes. And it was just like a super nice, wholesome, like comic book strip. Yeah. A kid. It's like, that's getting reactions from people who I've never thought and, and vice versa. And it's like, oh, and then you see what they're posting in their books. And it just suddenly opens it up. It's like this, I'm not saying I had any preconceptions of, people being one dimensional or people thinking I'm one dimensional at all. Um, but it's just really refreshing to see. And even the fact that, you know, Steve, you and me like sport <laughs> is, yeah. is, is like not the most common thing in this community. So I just, I, I really like seeing the different facets. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about deliberately tailoring stuff to an audience. Yes, Brett, you you might need to do that commercially or, you know, in order to, to, to have a channel that's, you know, helps you do what you want to do mm. um, but I just like the fact that it is seeing things in a different way maybe or yeah. um, the unexpected or you know if, if, if it again I, I, I don't like kind of putting anyone down with what they do but there's only so much of content I can do seeing the same stuff yeah like the same person doing the same shit over and over again yes they might be good at it and they might be the expert at it and they might be known for it but then I'm pretty sure people must be getting bored of that yeah so to, to have that those different facets and that different that different take on things, I think, is super nice. Yeah, and I, I think uh, kind of g- going on a bit more from from that, like the the idea of um, like subverting expectations by posting something that is a little bit um, left field, I think, is really nice because, like you said, it, it's not that we um, we tend to think of people as one dimensional, but because we like you know people only know me as a blacksmith so if i start talking about crochet or something like people are gonna go (laughs) oh fuck okay and 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 it's it's a it's a way of um actually kind of for 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 a lot of people it's a way of like expanding those connections and making it go from being oh it's just a guy that i you know i i like some of his pictures occasionally to Oh shit! Actually, I'm I'm going to have a conversation, and that's that's one of the things that I love about the the Facebook group is the fact that there's so many like random uh, conversations and posts that start 
up that have that that, that start these these conversations that are nothing to do with like the 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 podcast or or even making in general like and and that's what builds those bridges that's what uh gets people really nicely connected and and mm. kind of grows friendships rather than just random person a i know on the internet sort of thing well yeah that see that brings me to um something that happened this week which i feel like i haven't experienced in a little while and maybe it's just the it's timing time, it, happen, it happens to all guys don't worry about it <laughs> all right, sorry sorry um i got a uh I, I was tagged in a post from a gentleman that i admittedly hadn't followed or or wasn't really aware of his name is martin and or maybe martin down in uh holy crap why am i geographically screwed up right now uh argentina he's argentinian and brilliant chap super super nice uh he tagged me in a post because he put up a youtube video which uh you know i wasn't aware of his youtube following either but he's got a pretty decent youtube following and he had brassed a bunch of steel parts mm-hmm. and he like talked about me in the video and then his little instagram post he tagged me in it saying i posted a video of brassing steel and showing you how to brass steel and i messaged him and went hey man that's that's really neat and he goes i totally learned it from watching your videos i i've been <laughs> following you for a while and i was like wait what <laughs> and super nice guy after like 10 minutes of chatting back and forth on instagram he was like you should come down to argentina and like we can work in the shop and make stuff <laughs> and i was like wow that would be really amazing if you want to pay for it um <laughs> But that was a connection that came out of nowhere. And he has never reached out to me before and had never commented on a video or anything like that. And because of the, uh, yes, him posting the video, but something about the video game one spoke to him and he, he felt like reaching out and saying it was like so fun and nostalgic and all this stuff. Um, but it created what is effectively a new connection with somebody. He's He's actually pretty chatty with a few of, our friends and like he he chats with habu all the time and um he's now this this new guy in south america that i feel like i share a lot of commonality with and he's a bit of a you know do it all he does a lot of furniture and stuff but he's got some super nerdy builds on his channel he did this iron man helmet like this steampunk iron man helmet that is amazing um but that's an audience that I never would have necessarily expected because, because expectations are relatively low. And, and like Steve was saying, it's a, you kind of put something out there left field. The brassing thing is a technique that's been done for hundreds of years. I can expect yeah. Steve, you probably know more than I do probably. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw it on man at arms like three or four years ago on the, on the man at arms channel. And yeah what hit me was like this guy in Argentina saw this thing that I did and now we're friendly with each other. But I saw that technique done with Ilya and Matt who now work with Chris cash that I've met and become friendly with over the last few years. And it never in my mind would have made sense that I would have not only known those guys, but like commissioned Ilya for a hammer a year ago that he still owes me. And (laughs) you know, Matt who's, another talented smith that i watched on this youtube random youtube channel and now like i'm I'm buddies with those guys and 
these weird little connections that have come out of just putting yourself out there or creating whatever this weird little audience is just based on either common interests or they happen to hear about a thing that you did through a friend of theirs or something the the sharing of a video like that one, since that's the example that we're kind of sparking from this railing video is probably going to lead to me having more conversations because it shifts me out of just going like, Oh, I saw you make a puppet or like, I saw you forge some stuff. It's like, Oh, well, I do know some aspects of fabrication and I I may not be an expert or have been doing it for 30 years, but I I made the joke to one person Al, where it's like a railing is just an open table or like a table without any sides, you know, or whatever it was. Um, But it was the same thing. It was translating, translating these, uh, these workbenches that I made for Jimmy into just a bigger version of it, you know, and on one side of this patio, but it will probably lead to conversations with people about metal, metal fabrication in the future. But that's the thing. So, so to you, I know you're partly joking, but to you, it is just a table that's been skewed yes. 30 degrees, but yes. to, to someone in the audience, it might not be, and they might never make that connection. And then they go, Oh fuck. Yeah. That, now it's relevant to me. So about that relevance, it's like, it, it, not everybody's association is the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, you know, you, you might be watching something and, and think this is for me because um, I see something in something in it that another person might not. Um, I, I get I get that with like movies a lot. There's like a lot of things that I or, or, or albums or music, and I'm like, there's I like something because I there's something I see in it that other people or, or vice versa. I don't see the thing that they don't like about it. Yeah, and so it's just I think it's super nice that everybody has this kind of different point of view on things and can see things in totally different ways. Yeah, I, I got to throw this at Steve because uh, it's come up in conversations with me and I assume it would probably be more prevalent on, on your end. But I'll have people ask me, you know, like, what are some good starter forging projects or, you know, I want to get into knife making. Where should I start? I'm not yeah. necessarily the person to give you the best advice on that. I'll point you towards, you know, Jeff Fader or or any of the guys that I've made friends with in the blacksmithing community. But I I took your advice, Steve. If I ever feed anything to anybody, it's like start with a nail. If if you can make tapers and upset things, that teaches yeah. you a lot and it will develop into it. But people like Alice saying, people may not see a comparison between forging a nail and then forging a knife, but there's actually so much in forging a nail that will feed into the other thing. Yeah. I mean, is that yeah. typical for you? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things. Like, I know uh, we've talked about, um, like, the fact that I I spend a lot of my t- time uh, in the workshop doing repetitive projects, but those those base skills. I mean, and that, I, I think again, that's what it comes down to: is learning those base skills that can then be applied to other things. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it's learning how the metal moves. It's learning what heat you need to be at, and and you know why you shouldn't forge cold and yada 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 all those sorts of things and like i mean even jeff says uh like almost every time uh the subject of like how can i get into forging knives comes up on the podcast uh he always says go and take a blacksmithing course because you know it's you need to understand how, <laughs> how can i get into forging that. knives learn how to forge knives <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but but look just learn how to forge because you know it's those base skills that are applied to everything it's the same as like you say, with with the the railing, oh, you know, just 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 buy a grinder and just make <laughs> just just be like Honor, um, but oh. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I'd it, say it, burn, it, but the, the metal's not getting hot, so... Better burn. But yeah, like it, it, it's like with those tables. Like You know that actually all I need to do is it's this cut, it's this weld, it's I need to make sure I clean the welds up first, I need to make sure I do this, I need to make sure I do that. Like You just apply those things that you learned making workbenches to something that's like... Like Al said, it's just skewed by thirty degrees. It's, it's. I think the, the like that argument. It, it's people always either try and go like ten steps ahead and just like, no, I'm not interested in learning those base skills. I just want to know how to do the fun thing, um, which is kind of a a whole argument in its like a whole thing in itself. Um, but yeah, pe- people really struggle uh, relating things unless they've seen how they're done um i mean it's like if you know if you look into any subject whether it's music whether it's radio uh, radio uh music film <laughs> like woodwork anything like i, I was uh, one of the guys that was here uh, for the rugby um he's uh he makes his money through uh making art so he's he's a painter and a musician um and i was talking to him about music and saying like one of the things I love about watching him play is watching uh, him with a few other music- musicians just jamming at the end of like an open mic night or something like that. They'll just have a jam and they'll muck around and, you know, they'll have this musical conversation sort of thing. Like, and it, it's fucking brilliant to watch. I absolutely love it because I have no understanding whatsoever about how they actually do it. Like I can't compute how, how they know that actually that guy's going to stop and win it. And then she's going to start playing something else. And then he's going to do this other thing. And like how they're always all in sync and, and all of that. And he was saying like, it's it's simple. You start with those, those basics, you learn that language because that's all it is. It's, it's another language. And, and then, you know, once, once you know that, once you know how to build it, it's great because not only does it mean that you can, well, he, he said it's, it's, it's got two sides to it because it's great. The fact that it means actually you can do these jam nights and you, and you can pick up and play almost any song if you understand um, those basic building blocks. But it's got a downside, uh, which is that when you're listening to an album, you realize that actually it's just the same one song played 12 <laughs> times, just slowed up or sped up or slowed down with slightly different words and a, you know, maybe a different key progression or something like that. And, and the thing is, that's true of, I think, when you're into any craft or any anything, like... Once you understand that, you start looking at things, going, "Oh, oh, that that's not as cool as I thought it was two years ago." Because now I understand that's just how a easy table it is. that's been skewed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's that's a kind of it. It's good, but it does have its its downsides as well. Well, mm. I think I've, you know, yes, we've talked about um, the transferable skill set and how kind of valuable that is. But I do also like, to your point, Steve, the the flip of that, which is just complete game changing. Yeah. So, going in with something and just having a, a point of view on it that is totally different, you know, unconventional. Um, like, think of all the, like, the fantastic innovations that have happened throughout history through either accidents or, you know, people maybe not knowing what they're doing or people trying something completely different or that kind of, um, you know, brute force approach to, to, to problem solving where you're not you, you know, you, you've tried everything else, so we're just going to keep yeah. pushing random shit <laughs> until it happens. You know, something's going to happen if you if you if you keep trying new stuff. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. So, 
okay, you might fail, you might fail a million times, but you know, that is, that is learning, isn't it? That is essentially, that is about development and evolution and change. If you're just yeah. going to keep doing the same shit, you can only get so good and we can only, you know, you can only get so nice a knife. You can only get so, <laughs> <laughs> you can only get so smooth a wood until, you know, somebody comes along and goes, actually, maybe the wood doesn't need to be smooth or maybe we can use yeah. something else or, you know, sporting analogies again, <laughs> um, somebody coming in and, and just trying a new technique, you know, I'm going to try doing the high jump backwards and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys thinking of? But you know, and, and that's 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 when it becomes interesting and becomes better ultimately. Yeah. Yes, there's 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 value in nostalgia and there's value in tradition and there's value in um passing on the right things and the right sk skills and tools. Yeah. But I think it's then for the the person on the end of that to make their own mind up and go, actually, yes, I've got respect, yes, I've learned the basics, but now I can yeah. go, hmm. Yeah. Let's 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 mix it up, let's do something different. Yeah, it's that that whole uh learn the rules before you break them thing. Mm. And and like I say, like I, I, I. One of the things I love about teaching, for example, is people that uh, that have never done any forging or anything come along, and you'll show them a few basics, and they'll always surprise you because you you'll say like, oh yeah, to get to here, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and you know they they miss out Y, or you know they'll they'll put another one in another step in there that's completely different completely changes the outcome and it's like holy shit i never would have thought of that and and it's great and you know there's there's nobody knows everything nobody knows the best way to do everything it's just you know what works for you at the time and i think having um the open-mindedness to to be able to say all right okay well let's see what else there is is a really important thing well Apart from Ramey is okay <laughs> I really enjoyed a moment when I was back home amidst working on that project. Uh, my nephew actually, you know, he's super into video games. He spends a lot of time inside and he's got his little group of friends, but none of them are really keen on, on, you know, physical labor or blue collar work. He's still young enough to where he's got some time to decide what he wants to do. He had talked about animation or 3d modeling and stuff, which I think is super Super cool, but he doesn't have a lot of outlets either at his age or in the area that he's in in Kansas. But um, I was helping weld uh, for my brother-in-law in his barn, which is, you know, just down the road from the barn that I was working on the railing. But my nephew, uh, I guess, talked to his dad after I left one night and was just like, oh, what were you guys doing out there? And he said, oh, Brett was welding. And he goes, oh, that always seemed kind of interesting. So like <laughs> clockwork, I showed up the next morning at nine o'clock and was like, all right, get up. We're going out to the barn. Like me and you, we're going to see if you like this or if you take to it. Um, I watched a 15 year old young man who had never held a weld, held a welder before do uh, a dry pass. Like I explained everything to him. And then I was like, all right, now I just want you to lay a bead down and just see what happens. You know, see what it yeah. looks like, see what it feels like. He did two swipes without pulling the trigger, without me telling him anything, without <laughs> anything. He just, he just, in his own brain said, you know what? I should probably just do the movement a couple of yeah. times to see what that feels like. And then he laid down a beat, which was ugly as first go rounds, but he ended up spending like an hour and a half out there. And by the end of it, he had made this just ugly sculpture out of cutoffs <laughs> and was 
super proud of it. He's like, I think I'm going to take it inside and put it in my room. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's so brilliant because yeah. it wasn't about, it wasn't about telling him how to weld. It was just opening up the door of like, this is an option or it's not as difficult or kind of like this, this railing example that we're bringing up. It, it's not about me doing something that's never been done before. It was about putting a video together that just shows off the, it's some skewed angles and it's a bunch of rectangles. Like, it's quite easy if you ever wanted to do something like this. You know, the hardware was store-bought. Um, it's an attainable project for for most folks. But like you said, Al, just being able to make that one step of the connection to you've built a table. It's the same thing. Or Walker being like, you've played a lot of video games. I bet your dexterity is great. And I, I bet <laughs> you have a lot of control over knowing like, touch this button, then this move, but then this thing, right? It's just a series of button presses, just like he does in every video game. And now it's fed into this possibility of him getting really keen on metal working or buying old scrap. You know, my brother-in-law was, uh, the three of us were chatting after the fact, and I was like, he honestly, he did a really great job. He picked it up very quickly. And it could totally, he goes, well, what do you do from there? I go, go to a scrapyard buy a bunch of scrap steel and just start putting it together. Like however you want, you know how it glues together now and you can, you know, bend stuff and move it and all these things. And it's just like his brain started clicking on like, I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah. Or I didn't know that it was that attainable to be able to do that thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, for me, that was such a good point of the fact that it's, it's showing people that, those things are obtainable it's it's demystifying stuff and and that's what like the whole maker movements like in, in terms of like the youtube thing seems to be about it's about showing people that actually you don't need to be you know in this trade for 40 years before you're able to make your own table like you anyone can do it it's just you know it's sticking some wood together or welding some steel together or whatever like it's that's one of the great things it, it's about opening people's eyes it's about showing them that it's not that hard and actually you know that it is easy to apply skills that you already have to another medium or another um another technique or whatever like you, you know you 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 can use things that you already have and make some fucking awesome things well i i don't know if you guys read the article i i remember that uh, ben posted about it and I think Jess and maybe a couple other people, but there was some article that came out where Ben was talked about in it. And it was just like, Oh, don't watch this DIY channel. It's so not DIY because you need like a welder and an angle grinder and stuff. And it's like, well, where's your definition of DIY? Cause yeah. <laughs> in my mind, that acronym stands for do it yourself. Did you build your own chair? Then whatever the fuck it took for you to make that thing is still technically under the DIY. You have to use your hands? Yeah. <laughs> you mean I have to buy something besides a screwdriver? Like, probably not. You could probably go get some nuts and bolts and, and just use a screwdriver to make a chair. There's a challenge. Just go and buy store-bought stuff and only use the screwdriver to make yeah, no a tool challenge. furniture. No tool <laughs> challenge. Well, I don't know. A screwdriver yeah. is kind of cool. But the, the, but, the, yeah, but it's, it's, it's back to like handmade and stuff, isn't it? It's like, well, where did you draw the line? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, one man's DIY is another man's like <laughs> fucking IKEA. Yeah, you're not allowed to use sandpaper. You've just got to file it down with your nails. Oh, oh, the all <laughs> nail challenge. 
but I, I, I do. I, but building on what you were saying, Brett, um, I do love the kind of the the the, the child's mentality and their their approach to stuff because they they don't go into the room thinking they know how to do things. They don't go in with that fear as well of like, yeah. what if I mess up? <clears throat> but there's also the weird like flip side to that as if they're like you know younger people or inexperienced people will ask you am i doing it right is this the right way to do it yeah and like I, ne- I, ne- I never answer that with anything other than how do however the fuck you want you know yeah. i can i can advise you you might cut your head off if you do it that way or this way you might burn it or this way you know um you'll get a smoother finish but just just giving those kind of like surrounding tips instead of yeah. going, no, this is the way you have to do it is is like it's fundamental because there is no there isn't no, we've said it a million times there's no right way to do anything but literally like the, the only reason the only people saying that were doing it the way someone else told them to do it like there yeah. isn't some like 10 commandments of the right way to do things fucking chiseled in stone somewhere because then it was somebody asking them while they were chiseling them in stone. Like, <laughs> chiseling, am I chiseling this the right way? Yeah. Oh, you can't. You're the first person. You decide. Yeah. No, every, everyone decides. And and the, the the that's why I love working with kids and I love working with like young people and inexperienced people because the the there isn't that fear and there is that I'm going to bring something new to the game. And if you just leave like I, I was making fucking bird boxes a couple of weeks ago with three year old and a six year old <laughs> and. Maybe I shouldn't have let them alone with the drills and the power tools, but I turn my back and I turn around and they do something in a way I've never seen before. Or holding, you know, it's like the Jesse foot clamps, like yeah. just doing something that you think works for you, given your, you know, physical presence or your skill set or your strength and it, or your problem solving ability or your height. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> go yeah. for it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be the one to tell you, oh, no, no, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you shouldn't hold your hammer like that. Maybe you shouldn't hold your hammer like, like how, how I tell you to hold your hammer. See, hold up, hammer. I fucking want to hold my fucking hammer. On that point, I, I want to jump in with, Steve. Uh, yeah, with the fact that I love that and I love that attitude. But coming from the point of view, but you're going to hurt your thumb. Yeah, I was going to say, coming from the point of view of someone that actually teaches people, like, that's it's one of the things that, that you do have to, like, for for us anyway like one of the things we have to be mindful of is like as much as we want to let people just do what they want um there are certain basic things like you say like and and i've said to people like we we quite often get um like chippies and things like that that come on and and that hold the hammer like a chippy holds a hammer and uh and kind of saying to them like i understand that's more comfortable and if you want to do it for today fine like maybe not on the axe class but if it's a beginner's class it's like fine hold it like that but if you go home and you want to do more of this i'm going to pre-warn you that that doing it like that will fuck your arm up and it will do this that and the other and it's bad because of blah 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 this um and then kind of going like okay yeah yeah that makes sense but you know i i still hold my hammer wrong occasionally when i'm trying to do because it, it, it is more comfortable when it does do this and yada 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 like and again it comes back to that like uh knowing the rules to be able to break them or and knowing when you can break them and but more important than that is knowing why those rules are there like i'd never say to someone you're holding your hammer wrong do it like this it would be i wouldn't hold my hammer like that because x y and z or i wouldn't leave my steel in there whilst it's sparkling hot because when you pull it out there's not going to be anything left like and explaining the reasoning why 
we do think things in a certain way. I think that's that's really important because if you just say no, do it like this, or you're wrong, then a you probably don't understand why you're doing it yourself anyway, and b you just come across like an asshole. But um, I, th- I think there's a, I think there's a lot of that in social media, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions with it because yeah, I see a lot of people like try to take people to task because of some comment they've left on a video yeah. or something or a post, and reading it from the outside and reading it objectively, the person isn't trying to fucking like complain about what they're doing. or They're just yeah. saying, this is how I would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't do it that way, but everyone gets so defensive and so like precious about something because it's, yeah. this is how I've made this thing and how dare you comment on my thing with uh, your opinion yeah. <laughs> and your approach. <laughs> like, well, I kind of thought that was the whole point of social media. Like it's everybody has their own voice and their own platform. If you just want like people to, to to absorb what you do with no opinion or consequence yeah i think you've got a pretty fucking single-minded view of what you think social media is it's like yeah. <laughs> it's social media not dictator media yeah and i think that that whole especially with just the written word and no tone of voice yeah. no facial expressions you don't tend to see that a lot of what people write is actually if i were you i'd hold your hand on this way yeah <laughs> kind of yeah. thing which is which is you know you, you either try to be nice or try to say have you yeah. tried doing it this way? Or I do it this. I do it. So a lot of times it's just like, oh, I, I wire my plugs a bit differently than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what you put, you know, it just instantly just yeah. reactionary but, like attitude. And and the thing is, is as well, what what gets me with that kind of attitude is the fact that a lot of the time, like some the it's quite obvious that the person that's written this, it's it's not necessarily their first language, <laughs> yeah. and. Absolutely. And you know that they're, they're, they're trying to to write something, and then you know they they put oh m- maybe you shouldn't let that steel burn because it's bad for the knife, and then Honor turns around and goes no fuck you because of this that and the other. And it's like whoa yeah chill out man it's fine it's, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, I like it. So I want to know how many people in Honor's mind live in their mom's basement. <laughs> there's, a, there's a weird housing problem where yeah there's just all these streets in. with just like like tiny little one isolated houses every 10, <laughs> 10 houses, and it's just basements but it, oh. it's it, it is Go something ahead. that happens everywhere and it's it's one of those things where you see a lot of people get very irate and a lot of people jump to other people's defense as well mm. like you know you'll you'll be looking at someone's video and like for some reason occasion you might scroll down into the comments and you see, like I say, like one person that's gone, uh, I wouldn't have done that like that. I'd have done it like this. And it might literally just be like, I would have done it like this. And that's it. And, you know, they, for all you know, they might just be offering a thing like, oh, m- maybe next time try this. You might like how it works. And, um, and then there's like 50 comments, like 50 replies to that saying what an asshole this person is. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> guys, chill. Easy. It's like the, 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 uh, the wood rasp. Thing the sort Japanese saw rasp that um, that Brett introduced me and apparently Michael Allen to, um, like I fucking I love that thing. Like it's such a good <laughs> tool. But if I'd have seen um, Brett use that on a video, and I'd have put, why are you using that and not sandpaper or a, not a draw knife or a spoke shave? Mm. Like I I could have quite easily meant that as in I've never seen that tool. What is it? But yeah, if I if I say it like that, without if, unless I sit down and go, right, how is what's every possible like <laughs> interpretation of of this sentence? Like people are going to look at it and go, oh well, he's he's obviously being an asshole. It's like, well, 
No, I just I was asking because that's a cool tool. I wanted to know what it was. I wanted to know why you decided to use that. And yeah. that, like, I, I think that's the thing is even something as simple as asking why people can view that as somehow an attack. And it's like it's not an attack. It's a fucking question. It's like, there's a question mark on it. Kids, kids say why all the time because they want yeah. to fucking know why. They're not they're not questioning yeah. your fucking thought process or your ability or like, oh, that was a bit of a daft idea, wasn't it, Dad? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, they're asking why because they want to know why. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like the, there was one guy I, I could consider it if I was a bit too reactionary. There was one gentleman in the comment section. It's the only one that was even slightly possibly questionable or stinky. Is at, at one point when I'm cutting all of the cable lengths. In that video, it the spool when you buy it says stainless steel wire, braided wire, and yeah. it is meant for exterior use or interior use or whatever. It's just it's a high tension cable stuff. Everybody uses it all over the place. It's rust resistant, whatever. Um, it's magnetic or slightly magnetic. So I was using the little welding magnets to hold it in place while I was cutting it. And the guy in the comments just goes, uh, stainless, like, ha. And I just replied back with, what? <laughs> and then he sent me a message. He sent me a message back. He goes, if it was true stainless, it wouldn't be magnetic. I'm like, all right, easy. Like, I get <laughs> I get what you're saying. But instead of coming back and being like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I took that as an option or I took that as an opportunity to go online and be like, okay, so why are... I know some chefs that had a magnet block on the wall and they have stainless steel yeah. knives and they hang them on the magnet. Yeah. And so I do a little five minutes of research is like, Oh, there's different grades of stainless and there's stuff that still has carbon in it. And there's stuff that is still magnetic based on the yeah. polarity that surrounds it. And all this, all this garbage, <laughs> which it's all very scientific and could probably lead to a ton of rabbit holes of me figuring out like, what is the cool magnetic stainless? Um, it in the, in the moment it just worked. I pulled yeah. I pulled a length of cable out and was just putting it on the ground. There happened to be a magnet next to it and it stuck to it. And I just went, well, that's neat. And did yeah. it. I just opportunistic. That's what it was. This guy probably has, I can almost guarantee that he's not being shitty about it. He's probably just like, Oh, it's not stainless, but you wrote stainless. You know what? doesn't matter if you're trying to be an asshole about it. Like what is to be gained by arguing the properties of stainless steel with a random <laughs> yeah. YouTuber comment? There is, zero to be gained out of that exchange so all i wrote back was kind of a scientific de definition and basically went there's different grades yeah. feel free to ask a chef friend yeah that's and, it and anybody that knows anything about like steel that, that like anybody that knows enough that they should be commenting on stuff like that would know that yeah there, there's lots of different types it's, it's fucking uh yeah but, but but right see as as frustrating as that can be of just being like how the fuck do you not know? Or like yeah. somebody that knows anything about steels would know better. And that guy doesn't yeah. know shit about it. Well, that's a, that's a series of assumptions made on both sides. And I don't have the time or the energy or the give a shitness yeah. to, to even reply. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is I'm not saying like uh, you should have berated him. I'm just saying like, <laughs> well, <I> actually, <laughs> but, but this is the thing is, uh, oh, fuck. Chris, don't count that one. Um, but but yeah, like uh, I think it was Jimmy actually on one of his podcasts was saying um, like he was talking about uh, knife making 
and he said the people that are most vocal in the comments and things like that are the people that have done a little bit of it the guys that actually know what they're talking about they don't tend to be the the vocal ones and it, it, it it's in my experience that's pretty fucking true like people that really know what they're talking about if they comment it's normally a generally a well-meant kind of like just so you know it might be worth trying this or i've tried this and this happened or whatever and like a genuinely helpful one whereas people that um that have a little bit of experience they tend to be the ones that are kind of aggressive in their um comments and their their statements and and i don't know why that is and it's something that i find really really interesting that it's this kind of that whole um you know they, they know enough to be dangerous sort of thing it's and i don't know i i i found it to be true myself and i don't know the reason why it's not it's not necessarily this dangerous it's just that if somebody finds out something new they want they want to share that they want other people to know that they know that so any sort of beginner in anything will use that opportunity to, mm -hmm. to to give that information to others so i don't think i don't think it's like a a vicious thing or a vindictive thing i don't think people are like trying to you know outdo the experts it's just if, if you if you find something out you want to share it don't you yeah and, yeah and but you've, and... I, I i totally agree with you steve like it, it in in so many circles is that same thing of like somebody just finding out about something and then wanting to talk yeah. about it whether I... they're right or wrong it's, it's yeah. a different story i mean i i i completely 100 percent agree with that but that's not really what i meant like i'm talking like in for example the blacksmithing for, for beginners group like there are if if you go into that like 90 percent of the time and this is why i don't really go into that group anymore um someone will post some ink up and then there'll be a bunch of people that um that know a little bit but they will be adamant that the person above them is wrong and you're wrong because of this that rah, 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 all this and they they get really aggressive about it yeah when actually if they took two minutes to go on to jump onto google and have a look they see that well actually that person does have a point it might to, be to be honest I think, I think that's i think that's part of the problem i think the fact that people can jump onto the internet and find out information in inverted commas yeah. within yeah. seconds i think has made people more reactionary and more assumptive that they know something yeah and i think that that that, that kind of scenario of, of people screaming to heaven that they think they're right is is only been made worse because there's so much information that you all the time now yeah anybody you know you read anything anywhere on the internet and you think that therefore that is a fact and i can use yeah. it in any conversation yeah, yeah. well like, i this, read a this article is it. this is validation that i'm right yeah. screw yeah. you yeah that's what it comes down to is the i i searched i took way too long to search <laughs> to prove that my opinion was right yeah. because it's yeah. this random article buried in the internet from eight years ago and all of these things like, based on algorithms tailored specifically to my search engine because <laughs> yeah, <for me>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. i i find it really interesting to like the more open you are to options the more open you are to are you, this is probably something we've talked about before i can only assume but the idea that you're able to take in as much information as you possibly can being open to that idea and then letting it dictate what your approach is, you know, do it, do it the way that makes the most sense to you. Uh, Jess actually said that one time and I've kind of held on to it since because I asked her 
when she was like forging or something like that one time up at gyms, I remember going, why are you doing it like that? And she goes, I'm doing it the way that makes the most sense for me. Yeah. Plain and simple. It was such a, a like dry and easily understood reply of just, I'm doing it the way that makes the most sense to me. The ability to use that to combat any of those people, I feel, I feel like it would be uh, similar to what Jeff Fader said when he was on. Where it's just like, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, if you're able to just go, just makes sense to me, and people just accept it. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Yeah, but it is very rarely that way because then people see that as like, well, it makes sense to you, but it's not the right way. So they'll yeah. take it a step further to go, you yeah. just don't you're know. You're wrong. Right you're way. not saying it right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to make this a huge conversation about you know <laughs> what the internet is like. We're all very aware <laughs> of it. But. As far as, you know, just what we've been discussing over the entire podcast, like the this audience and, and these like random people that come in to either share their their good thoughts or advice. I've had a few people on that video give me some really solid advice on on some different techniques or some different materials. And it's so nice. Like no one's coming at it with any kind of anger or you should have done it this way or whatever. All of the opinions or all of the advice that has been shared has been great. And most of that is advice, similar to what you're saying, Steve, are a few people that clearly know a little bit. They are not experts. No expert is watching my video going, let me make sure this kid does this right. <laughs> no one cares. And even if they did care, they probably won't say anything because it actually turned out really well. And I'm, I'm quite yeah. proud of like it's square. <laughs> everything drops the way that it should. There's a two inch grate, like everything, everything worked out and I'm happy about it. And it was a little, you know, if there was an expert on site, he probably would have gone, you know, you should really measure that 15 times or, or use this proper yeah. piece of tooling to make sure that your grade is correct. I did it because I learned it from Jim and so if you want to combat me on anything, <laughs> there's a guy that's built this a thousand times and you may have built it twice, but I trust his perspective and opinion and the things that I've learned more so than I trust a stranger in the comments section. Given, again, like I was saying, nobody's done anything like that in the comments. The advice that's been given has been great. And I love knowing that like throwing this random stuff out and these videos up, you know, to the to the ether is is feeding a lot of the like motivation and also uh, me sharing my knowledge is actually getting people to share more of their knowledge. So it's this cyclical give and get and, you know, give a little bit more. Maybe that video didn't do so well, but it doesn't really matter. That was more for enjoyment and for me. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to kind of, wrap up on my end other than it's yeah. been a really good experience to like post a video like that that felt a bit wishwashy in my mind of like i don't know how this will be received and in actuality it was received extremely well yeah no i think that's that's great man and i mean like i say i think with regards to to just briefly stop by on the 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 whole comments thing like it's it is a very easy thing to get drawn into and i think it's it is something that that we all do and it's it's um it it it's just a case of of taking taking a moment if you see something that you think ah oh, that's completely wrong that person's doing it wrong or again if you read a comment and and you read 
you read it as that person saying you're wrong you're doing it wrong or whatever like just take a minute take a step back think about it and just be calm be nice be spiffing You go first then, huh? Ah, so what is it then? What's the order? Saab. Saab, like the car. Oh. Uh, uh, so my guy uh, is a leather worker from the UK. Um, got to know him because uh, we have actually started employing him to do our sheaths. Ooh. Uh, and he makes super nice, super clean, like just everything that I've seen of his has been just like clean is the, is the best word. Like everything is just really nicely finished. It complements the stuff that Alex makes really well. And it's kind of, um, mm -hmm. uh, it, I don't want to say the opposite to what most leather workers do, because that sounds really dumb, but like it's, it's it's quite different in the fact that like there's no real carving or anything on it. Um, there's the occasional like just his his logo stamp and things like that. It's just really nice, really clean, simple work that's just done really well. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's. Uh, it, I think we I, I I can't remember whether it was on here. I talked about it, but like doing simple work is so much harder and so much more underestimated than doing. Um, yep. really elaborate stuff because yeah any single mistake you make mm -hmm. it's it's gonna show um but yeah it's uh soak soak uk uh so s-o-w-k um but yeah uh really really talented guy makes a lot of really cool stuff and relatively uh limited following um but i think that's because he's more kind of yeah, he he makes his stuff and he just posts it up. He's not a uh, a maker as such, and he's not a social media person. He's just just showing off the stuff that he makes and sells. Mm. It's good. So yeah, uh, Al, you are next. Yes, um, I would like to spiff. I don't know if we've spiffed uh, Claire before, but uh, making it out of the woods. Oh yeah. So Claire's super nice. Um, I think she's kind of really starting to find her, her voice and her feet in the community. She's always been there. Um, working away, working very hard, doing very nice yeah. things, but she's recently kind of started to come out of a shell a bit more and get a bit more involved. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting her as well. Um, but I just think her, her projects are really interesting. I think her approach are really interesting. She kind of reminds me a little bit like um, Sharon from Figments Made, just in terms of a kind of bit of a wicked sense of humor, but also kind of the, the creativity behind projects as well. But I think Claire's kind of um, got a traditional skill set, but uh, unconventional imagination. Yes. So it's just that, that cracking combination of kind of, yes, knowing what she's doing, but learning as she goes away on the way, but but adding something extra to everything she does in a really kind of creative and unexpected way. So I think if we're talking about, you know, going in watching something and expecting to see your bog standard traditional craft video, <laughs> um, Claire is absolutely not that. So I think she's spiffing. Go check her out. So it's making it out of the woods. Um, you'll recognize the little fox as the logo. Foxes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is that me left? That yes. You left. All right. Well, uh, I discussed this young man earlier in the podcast, but Martin, 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 
Calsagno. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably butchering the name. Apologies. But uh, Martin just passed 60K on his YouTube. Like I said earlier, I was not aware of the work that he was doing, but he does really great stuff. Obviously has uh, kind of talents all over the place. He recently posted on Instagram that he's working on an arc reactor and it's not the first one that he's done. This is like the second iteration of this Iron Man arc reactor. Um, Seems like a total weirdo nerdy tendencies and everything, but does really good work. Uh, His Instagram's really clean and, and I like his, uh, I like what he posts. I'm catching up on things, you know, ever since we chatted, I, I kind of scrubbed back through a lot of his work, but he's got some really cool original ideas. Um, and his channel is in Spanish, but if you ever want to reach out to him, he's a super nice guy and he speaks great English. And we were having a lot of jokes about how good his English was and how terrible my Spanish was. So (laughs) seems like a super nice guy. Uh, really solid work. seems like a total nerd. So he's my spit. Nice. Good shout. Uh, is there any AOB from either of you? Um, yeah. Ooh. Just, just to some of our um, fellow slightly lower quality uh, maker podcasts out there. Um, just a big shout out to Izzy for getting through yeah. what he's going through um, and being a real sort of pillar in, in the community and his support that he gives everyone and just how amazing it is seeing everyone give him support back as well. So it's just nice yeah. to see a big strong man needing some love from from a lot of lot of people around the world so it's very yeah. nice to see um and also very recently i think and i don't know if it's a a, a, a spoof or a April, a early april's fool but i think wood talk might be coming back um, Ooh. i just saw just saw a post that uh, mark matt and shannon might be for the fourth time i think <laughs> re- reanimating the corpse of wood talk um yeah which will be a welcome again back into um I don't know if it's like new coke and they're just doing it on purpose to try and make people think that they want to listen to wood talk, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. So I can't wait for yeah. new episodes of that podcast as well. Good stuff. Yeah, I was like, I think you originally put me onto wood talk, and uh, and the whole time I was like, I don't want to listen to that it's woodworking, but they just talk about tattoos and video games. <laughs> yeah, it's genuinely really fun, really interesting, and even Shannon's like uh, wood insider of the week knowledge. Thing was actually always really interesting, and I actually learned some stuff from it. So it's the Shannon's lumber industry update, Steve, get it right. Yeah, that way you know what I mean. Uh, it was yeah, good. So well worth a listen if they are in fact coming back. Uh, cool, Brett. Anything from you? No. Cool. No. <laughs> uh, I do have one little bit of AOB, uh, which is this week and last week I meant to spiff someone from another podcast and kept forgetting. Uh, and that is um, Craig from Chop Knives, who, main, main reason being that uh, on the Knife Talk podcast, um, they're talking about their the Knife Talk build-along. Um, and basically, every week, they're doing a different stage of uh, knife making um, and, uh, and getting everyone to build along with it. They've got... Uh, I think it's knife talk BA is the hashtag on um, Instagrams. Um, But yeah, it's like just if you've never made a knife before and you want to try it, then it's a really good way to, to get into it. Uh, Craig's doing a video every week for each stage. 
um and like making it so it's really accessible to anyone um it's uh, it's all done with stock removal so you just need to be able to order something off the internet and have some kind of grinder um and you know if if you want to get into knife uh, knife making that's you know th those two things are kind of essential to it so uh yeah if you want to give it a go nice. then go do it and uh yeah go check those guys out if you don't listen to knife talk you should um because jeff's lovely right uh, I think that's it. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al spots Shack and he's got his bar back. Bar back. Uh, yes, the bar looks lovely, by the way. It's fucking glorious. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, yes, and if you want to find us collectively, then you can find us on... Instagram at FWT Podcast. You can find us on the websites at FWT. Uh, no, not at. Well, I suppose at. But the address is FWTPodcast.com. And of course, you can join us. Shut the fuck up, man. I'm trying, all right? Uh, you can find us on Facebook land. Uh, just search for Fools of Tools. Join the group. Uh, Matt Stagmer is in the group now. Yeah. Well, at least I think he's in the group. He he applied to join the group, and Did when I. I looked, it wasn't there. So I don't know if someone <laughs> kicked him out or if he's there. But but yeah, um, there's some lovely people in there, including Chris Cash. He is in there. He's just not under his name. Uh, so yeah, see if you see if you can spot him one day. Uh, right, that's it. We love you all. <laughs>